in the Hoenn region, no one wants to be the best like no one ever was. Most folks want to work hard and make an honest living. The people and the Pokemon of this land are hard. I'm not just talking about the rock types. No, sir. People and Pokemon here work for their keep. Working in tandem to tame a small spot of this brutal land. While some folks turn to their work and take from the land, others turn to each other and take from them. By fear or violence, these bandits and their Pokemon may take from the honest and give to themselves. Some take honor to avenge those fallen. Some take glory, trying to scream at an otherwise empty, uncaring desert that they meant something. Others just take for gold. This isn't the story of the very best. No, sir. This might be the tale of the downright worst this region has ever seen. Welcome to A Fistful of Pokeballs, a Western-inspired Pokemon D&D role-playing podcast. Join us as we become the very best at being the very worst. Hey, this is Ryan. I am one of the players for A Fistful of Pokeballs. I just want to give you a heads up at the beginning of the episode, two things. This is kind of session two, because we had originally started this as a pilot, which is an episode you will never hear because it was never recorded, but to make a short, long story short, we ended that uh, episode on a train robbery. So Mexican standoff, train robbery, typical spaghetti western, details were there that you don't necessarily need to know, but it's going to be a little jarring to open on characters we already know and things that might already have happened. Second thing is our microphones aren't very good, so they kind of sound like we recorded this on a potato on a desert island, but we are getting better microphones and the audio quality should improve by episode two or three. Uh, Enjoy the episode. I'm Lucas, and I play Jedediah Moonstone, a young man who grew up as a farmhand until the bank took away his family farm, which led him down a path toward poverty and crime. Hi, I'm John, JFK. I play Trigo Fatteria. I am a rich farmhand from Moss Deep City turned wannabe bandito after reading Don Quixote. Howdy. I'm Ryan. I play Frederick 
Phantom Mayor, a veteran of the Civil War of the Hoenn region and all-around badass bandito. And I'm Jack. I'm the one telling the story. So, where we leave our characters, we see a puff of smoke from the train that has recently come to a stop in the middle of the forest, and we see our three characters standing amongst a briefcase, each on one end, each with a gun pointing at one another. Uh, so we will go in order that you guys uh, announce yourself. Uh, we'll start with Jediah. Uh, Jediah, what will you do for this turn? I reach for the uh, Pokeball on my hip, and I casually toss it to the side of me and say, Teddy, rise and shine. All right, so you reach down to your hip. You grab one of your, uh, you grab the Pokeball on your waist, and you kind of just toss it out. Teddy pops out, kind of looks at you, looks at everyone around you to kind of gauge the situation, what's actually going on, and kind of like gets prepared to battle or hear a command. Next up, uh, Trigo. Abra was already out due to how she helped me get the briefcase, so I think she's already at my hip and just saunters out into the middle. Alright, so Abra's going to kind of lock eyes straight with Teddy Ursa, kind of gauging the threat. He's going to kind of start to hover around towards it, kind of trying to psych it out, gauge the situation. And then, Frederick, what are you going to do? I think Frederick unhooks the Pokeball from his hip and hits the the Inbigan, so it's it goes from travel size to large size, and then just kind of rolls it on the ground without having his gun leave uh, leave its mark, and just goes, all right, Cyndaquil, let's do this. All right, so you kind of, like, pitch it, like, softball down the middle, out pops uh, Cyndaquil, who looks around, sees two other Pokemon, kind of looks back confused, and then kind of, like, gets in the prepped position. All right, so everyone has sent something out. Everyone's trying to kind of gauge the situation. Everyone's looking around. All of a sudden, you guys, all three of you, lock eyes on the briefcase. What is it that you're actually looking for in the briefcase, though, as a character's aside, or, like, a thought that your character's having? What what do you want in this briefcase? Because you don't know exactly what's in it. You just know that's important. Frederick knows that the bank man who was bringing the briefcase should have been transporting some kind of material wealth in that briefcase or key to material, some kind of material wealth. And he wants the contents of the briefcase. Whatever's in there, he's willing to kill a die for. Okay. Trio, what do you want out of this case exactly? Personally, I could care less what's in the briefcase. I just want the briefcase almost as a trophy. I want the glory of taking this briefcase from the bank. I could care less about what's in it. I'm rich. Or my family's rich. So whatever's in it is worthless to me. But the briefcase itself, that's a trophy. Okay. Uh, and lastly, Jedi, what exactly do you want out of this case? What is the, what is the purpose of this? You see, actually, at this point, I don't care about the case anymore because I just know that a wealthy bank man was transporting it, and I'm all about hating the bank. So as long as he doesn't have it, I'm good. Right now, I feel like I'm just in a fight for survival. All right. So you guys have drawn Pokemon. Would you guys do me a favor and roll initiative for me and then tell me that initiative? 
I got a 9. I got a 19. I got a 17. Alright, so uh, that would be Frederick first. Uh, Trigo, you said 9, correct? Yes. And Jedi said 17. So, uh, Frederick, the turn is yours. I guess now would be a good time to establish how we are doing combat in terms of what Frederick can do and what Cyndaquil can do. Do I get a turn with the gun? So I thought that it would work in a way that familiars work, where you give, you use a command kind of or an action to tell the uh, familiar what to do. So for example, you can't shoot a gun and tell Cyndaquil to scratch. So like it has to be right. one or the other. Okay, so um, telling... just also for my sake, because that would be six people to keep track of instead of three people to keep track of, if that makes sense. Right, right. Okay, so I think we'll take it clean then. I think Frederick would tell Cyndaquil, all right, Cyndaquil, tackle Abra, and points at Abra, and Frederick himself makes a run in the, shoots his gun into the air and makes a run for the case. All right, so roll me, for the shooting the gun, I'm assuming you kind of want to trick people out. Can you roll me a intimidation check? Ooh, my charisma is not very high, but I will. Uh, that is a 17. 17. I'm well, gonna, minus 1, 16, sorry. I, I will still say that passes unless Jedi or Trigo have outstanding charisma. However, I'm going to assume that works. Uh, so, you fire your gun. Jedi and Trigo, you kind of like back off because you kind of were gauging the Pokemon rather than the person. So, fires gun in the air, you kind of like look around panicked. All of a sudden, you notice that he's making a break for the case, and Cyndaquil is going for a scratch. So, scratch is or going to... Tackle. Oh, tackle, sorry. Tackle is going to... So, for tackle, I'm going to need... What's Abra's AC again? Abra's AC is a 12. 12. Okay. Alright, so Frederick, I want you to roll for attack. Alright, uh, that's adding my dex modifier, correct? Yes. That is an 11 plus 2 is a 13. So that is going to hit and roll for damage. On a d6, right? Yes. Alright, that is 2 damage. Alright. Uh, so Trigo, Abra's going to go down 2 damage, and you're going to kind of look and see that, you know... Cynical just bashes its kind of full body checks Abra. Abra kind of like levitates off, catches itself, and then kind of stabilizes and floats kind of back to your side a little bit. And that will be Frederick's turn. Uh, next we go to Jediah. Jediah, what are you going to do? Well, I see that Frederick is clearly an aggressor here. And since I feel like my life is threatened and I don't necessarily know that Trigo is a violent guy. I'm going to hop in to try and almost protect him and Abra. So I'll tell uh, Teddy to go up and scratch that uh, Cyndaquil. Okay. So your Teddy Ursa kind of stands to its feet, kind of like puts its paws in the air, and charges the Cyndaquil. Uh, roll for attack. Alright. That is a nat one. So, uh, Teddy Ursa is going to uh, hit a pebble and just kind of faceplant. He's fine. He's fine. He, he definitely did not gauge how big the rock was versus how stubby his legs were. 
So now he's just kind of laying on his stomach in the middle of the field. He's so dumb and cute. <laughs> he tried his best. Next up, finally, Trigo. Uh, you just watched Abra take a big hit compared to what an Abra could normally take. Uh, how do you uh, how do you use your move or your turn? I am going to try to hit the Cyndaquil with a Confusion, which is a ranged attack roll. So I will roll on a d20 for you. Okay. I got a 15. 15 Cinequil has AC. So that's going to hit. And with and confusion, then... a roll of 15 or higher, they become confused. That is correct. Uh, that means you have three rounds of, um, let's see, you cannot, Cinequil cannot take a reaction, and its speed is halved, and it has to make a bonus action on a d20 to basically actually do the command. Okay. And the damage for my confusion is 1d8 plus 1, and I rolled a 2, so 3 damage. 3 damage. Alright. Alright, so Cinequil looks like it has kind of like a big headache. It's kind of like taken down in a sense where it's like head starting to hurt. It's kind of like trying to hold its head a little bit while it's shaking it off. And that's going to bring us back to the top of the order with Frederick. However, before you can even kind of finish your squabble, finish anything, you start to... Well, actually, um, everyone roll a perception check real quick for me. Has 17 plus... Perception is wisdom, right? So plus zero, 17. I got a 12. I got a 17. 12. Okay, so all of you start to notice that while you are squabbling, you hear hoofs in the distance, kind of coming towards you. Uh, you start to hear that there is a large brigade coming towards you. And all of a sudden, you look behind you, and on the train, there's a man in a blue suit with military emblems on him and gold stars pinned to him. And he points at you three and says, those men there, those are the criminals that you need. You still can't see any officers, you still can't see any horses, but you hear hoofs in the distance, and you, they hear a person crying out. The turn was, Frederick, what do you do? Is that Team Aqua? It might be. Uh, well, I mean... Historically, yes. Uh, that He is wearing a uniform that is the Aquarius Union. Because I'm still wearing... Frederick wears the coat of a person who was on Team Magma's side of the Civil War. Correct. Uh, he, he is really gunning for you to get arrested by these people. Frederick, in the moment, just kind of like strokes his jaw and like spits on the ground. He's like, well, shit. Uh, and turns to Cynical and goes, turn and burn. And he starts to run in the opposite direction of the men. So you are going to start to run. So the other, you two also heard it. Uh, Jedi and Trigo, you also heard these hoofs. He is running in the only safe direction. Do you follow him? I would definitely follow. I am going to follow, because obviously I don't want to meet these hooves, but I'm going to try and keep my distance. Uh, so roll me... Actually, I'll think I need this. So you guys are all going to basically disengage from combat at the same time and start to rush in the other direction. Uh, Jedi, you're going to kind of lag behind a little bit, but you're going to be at least like 30 paces behind them. And you guys all kind of start to make your way. 
Uh, you find yourselves wandering through the woods, kind of, past the railroad tracks, and you come across a barn in an open field. Uh, after narrowly escaping the Aquarius Cavalry, you take shelter inside a large abandoned barn in a field. Several Tauruses can be seen in the stables, grazing out in the pasture. Your legs burn from running, and you sit on bales of hay to catch your breath. The sign at the end of the ranch says, Guilford's Ranch. Now would be a kind of a good time to kind of clear the air, I guess, since you are now on the run, uh, kind of by force. I will give it to Frederick had the turn where he's like, we're going to run. I will bring it to Jediah, and then we'll go Trio, and then Frederick. How would you guys like to kind of start? I feel like I just super blunt. Look, I don't want to be here, especially not with you guys, but I think we're stuck for now. Yeah, I definitely think we're stuck. Um, honestly, if we need a place to hide out, I know where we're at. I have a cottage not far from here that we can hide out in. I think Frederick holds up the universal timeout symbol and cocks his gun back and he goes, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to sit down and we're going to have a nice long chat because I don't know you from Adam. And I don't know you from Adam. So we're going to figure out who we are and how we're going to proceed from here. Based on the sound of those hoof prints, I don't think we have a lot of time to figure that out. So why don't you start any points at Jedediah? What do you want to know? I'm a small bit train robber. Can I roll insight to see if that's true? Absolutely. Uh, Jed, actually, before you do... Um... Jedi, what is your... I'll go off of wisdom. What's your wisdom score? Uh, total score or just modifier? Total score. 12. Beat a 12. I rolled a nat 20. You, Alright, you see straight through <laughs> him. You, you see straight through him. You kind of look at him you're like, alright, you're full of it. Uh, I think he... I mean, the hammer's already cocked. So I think he just kind of like turns... And, like, if there's, like, a lantern in the barn or something like that, he shoots the lantern, presumably unlit because he doesn't want to set the barn on fire, recocks the gun and points it back at Jedediah and goes, and that's me being cordial. And he just keeps maintaining eye contact with him. So, Jedediah, you kind of learned you probably should not lie to this or try to uh, outmaneuver this man because he will probably end up getting you caught if we have another random shot in a barn uh, yeah uh, i think my first thought will be i don't know why you would do that to risk yourself and us but whatever name's jedediah look i just wanted the case because a banker had it so you didn't want the money no i just wanted him not to have it and then he swings the gun over to trigo and he goes what about you pretty boy Listen, man, my name's Trigo. I don't need the money that's in the case. My family has enough of it. I wanted the briefcase because I want glory. I've read so many books about banditos and outlaws, I decided to become one. That's the only reason I want it. I want the briefcase. I can give a fuck less about what's in it. Frederick just starts running his hands through his hair and goes, Oh, oh my so God. So what's your story then? Oh my God, he starts pacing. And he's just like, I wanted the gold, you idiots. I wanted the gold that was in the case. 
so that I could have gold, the only thing worth having in this world, and maybe get myself off of this shitty region. He points back in the direction of the hoof the hoof prints, and says, "Those Team Aqua, those Union boys back there, they if they see me and my and my team in my I guess what would be the Team Magma equivalent, the Magma Confederacy, Magma Federation, but yes, the Magma Federation. If they see me in my Magma Federation garb, they ain't gonna treat me too kindly." I wanted to get in and get out with this clean job. And it seems like you two don't know anything about robbing trains. Look, so, I might not... Oh, continue. No, I got... Continue. I was just going to add something else. Look, I might not know much about robbing trains. I got a lot to learn, right? Ain't no way around that. But it seems like we're all in this together now. We were all seen together. Whether they might not know we were fighting each other, but we were seen together. I think the best course of action... Go to the cottage I said that's nearby. I can get you out of that that jacket if you just want to stay low for a bit. I don't take off my jacket. I mean, I'm just trying to help you out, man. So, uh, whatever. I don't care what this guy's doing. I want to get somewhere safe. So, as you guys uh, start to have, like, as a lull kind of comes in your conversation all of a sudden, uh, you start to hear uh, hoofs again. And you look out the barn, and what you're going to see is eight men on horses on Rapidash, and they are all kind of like pacing around. They're all kind of shouting at each other. You hear a bunch of bickering. And six of them are going to blaze past the barn and go straight west. Sorry, going to go straight east. The six cavalry members are going to head east. Two are going to start um, galloping towards uh, the little house on the outskirts of the field. Uh, there's a man on there polishing a gun. You guys start to notice that these people are going to do a quick inspection of the area, or you can at least tell they're going to inspect the area to see what it is. Um, you guys have... I'm putting three minutes on my phone. You guys have three minutes to come up with a plan for what you guys are going to do. Either you get the jump on them, run, whatever. Three minutes start now. I think that's our cue, boy. Yeah, I think we get out of here. Uh, I think we need uh, some kind of distraction to make sure we don't get caught. Frederick looks out on the field and he sees the Tauros that are there. Are they still grazing in the field? Are they like undisturbed by these? Just calmly grazing undisturbed. He pulls Cyndaquil out of the Pokeball. Um, and I'm trying to see if the, he... At level 1, he doesn't know any fire-type moves. Except he does know... Fire Flash, which is a hidden move. Oh, it takes no damage from fire types. Um, so he doesn't know any fire types. Can I just use the flames on his back to set the grass on fire? You can set something in the barn on fire and throw it like a, yeah, like a I Molotov he, cocktail. Yeah, yeah. He, he takes like a bale, part of a bale of hay and like binds it together and uses Cyndaquil's flames on his back. I want to set. stop Frederick before he can throw it, like just try and grab his arm and say, if something is flying through the air, they can tell where it came from. Ooh, I think we good... need to set the barn up. No, Jedediah, you got a point. My Abra knows teleport. I used it on the train to hide the briefcase. I hand Abra the flaming piece of uh, hay and say, go to those Tauros and get them to stampede. 
Um, I figured she uses teleport to just kind of place it in the middle and start a fire in the field. Is that fair? It works for me. Is that is we all a consensus? Yeah, yeah, I think that's that works. Yeah, um, and with a minute spare. Right, uh, and I'll ro- do you want me to roll on that to see if she puts it in the right place or do you? Just- yeah. Um. So since you guys finished early, um, you have advantage because the cavalry member is still talking to Guilford to kind of ask like, "Hey, are any like weird characters here? Did you hear anything? Did you notice anything?" So they're still trying to get information from him, which means Abra has a little bit more time than you would actually think. Uh. So I give you advantage on this roll for whatever you're for uh, trying to place the hay bale on fire. Alright, so first roll was a four plus what is Abra? Would that be wisdom? So five. And the second roll is an eleven plus one, so twelve. Yeah, you really need you need that it's uh that yeah, advantage. Thank God so, yeah. so Abra is kind of a little off target, but actually it's actually works out for the best because Abra is shielded by all the Tauruses, so just a bunch of bodies. Just kind of plants it right there and teleports right back into the barn. All of a sudden, because you guys have the, uh, you guys close the door so you don't rouse any suspicion, you hear Tauruses going wild. You hear kicking, you hear hoofs cloppering around in the fields, and all of a sudden you hear wood splintering. And the cavalry member that you see out the window are kind of like in a panic, in a daze, and they ride off because they are heading to chase the Tauros. They think that you are in with the Tauros. Guilford, the old man that was at the little house who they were questioning, is pissed because he thinks that you guys, uh, that they brought in bad actors into his humble farm. So he's grabbing a shotgun and basically firing randomly at them, trying to get them off of his property. Uh, what is your next move? Uh, I think we're heading to Trigo's place, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll head. I'll follow you guys. Yeah, to the cottage. All right. Uh, no comment. You guys are all also going to reward yourself just because you. Uh, this was going to originally have a challenge. Uh, or combat. You guys are rewarded. Uh, fifty XP each, basically, Ooh. for clearing the uh encounter without arousing suspicion without fighting anything, but still actually cleared it. So, you guys are going to pop out on Route 117 uh, after you uh, lit fire to Guilford's uh, fields and causes Tauros to stampede into the woods. And you guys have Mawile City to your to the east, and you have Ferndurf Town to the west. Um, Trigo, the cottage is in uh, the big city, correct? Yes, it's closer to that. I would say it's probably like when you're looking at Route 117, it's a quarter of the way towards or away from Mauville, so it's definitely closer to that than the other city. Gotcha. It's not in the city itself. Okay. All right, then that's the way to go for us. All right. No, no objections here. Thank you for listening to A Fistful Pokeballs. Jack was our DM, Lucas played Jedediah, 
JFK played Trigo, and I, Ryan, played Frederick. Please follow us on Spotify, iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys, see what we, we, we can change, what we can improve upon. Uh, share with your friends. We are all a bunch of D&D nerds, Pokemon fans, and we would absolutely love to build a little community and, and share this interesting concept for a podcast with the rest of the world. We're excited for the next couple episodes. Jack is an accomplished GM, and we've all been working together for a few years. We've known each other for years, and it's an exciting dynamic, and we hope you think so too. Um, we will catch you next time then. So, bye!